Amen. Well, good evening, City Church and friends. Uh, my name is Mike. I'm one of our pastors, and you know I've, I've led on Ash Wednesday before years ago, and it's good to go back to notes and remember. Um, but you know, this time it, the meaning of it's really deepened for me. I think it was probably deepened for me then, but it's just maybe it's where I am or what I'm going through or whatever. But it's just taken even some deeper meanings for me. Um, but yeah, in the past I've talked about it's the beginning of Lent. This is the the first day, if you don't know. Um, and it's where we remember our sin, and it's, it's a season of self-examination. And it's the preparation for Jesus' resurrection. All that's true. Um, and I very much believe it. Believe it. Um, but I was meeting with a dear friend earlier today, and we were talking about hating sin. And, you know, one of the pitfalls I see about hating sin is that it's often really hard to not hate the sinner, too. Right? Like, where, where's that line sometimes for us? And that's what I find as I meet with many of you and as I examine myself that, yeah, the hatred, it goes too far sometimes. You know? And inevitably, it turns to shame and contempt. Right? And, and as I was studying for this, I, I don't want us to stay in the darkness here, but to understand why we come into the darkness. And so as I've prepared, I think it started for me with the session retreat last weekend where we, we all had this overwhelming desire for us all to experience Jesus' love this year. Reed came and he talked about that in the announcements last week. And that's, that's actually why we do the ritual of Lent. Lent is, and Ash Wednesday as we kick it off, it's about understanding the darkness, but not to stay there. It's about healing. It's about this great love. Listen to one author. says this, We too easily forget our Maker and Redeemer, replacing God with things and ambition. Lent is the season that calls us back to God, back to the basics, back to the spiritual realities of life. It calls us to put to death the sin and the indifference we have in our hearts towards God and our fellow persons. And it beckons us to enter once again into the joy of the Lord, the joy of a new life born out of death to the old life. That's Lent. That's the purpose. That's where we want to go. So friends, tonight you're going to get ashes, if you want them, on your forehead, in the shape of a cross. And we are going to say to you, from dust you come and to, to dust you will return. Right? But... These words, instead of just being a morbid reminder of sin, they hold a deep power. They hold a deep power of, of humility, release, and ultimately our, our freedom. So my hope is that instead of a day of guilt and condemnation, instead of the Lenten season leading to that for us, that it would be an invitation to come down I want you to hear that, to come down, right? It's, as the, another author says, we've spent our lives striving, hovering above the messy ground, right? The, the messy ground of life, desperate to avoid its vulnerabilities, 
We build facades, climb ladders, chase perfection, all exhausting ways of denying our true selves. Lent is about coming down and remembering who we are. It's about coming down and remembering we already have it all. That, this, that, that when we leave ourselves the striving, the, the way our hearts get captivated and taken from us, that, that's not for our good, and that gets in the way of what we need. Lent is about coming down, back to the dust, back to the reality that your Creator loves you. He created you. He loves you. He's for you. He's with you. Now, can we enter a season to remember, to take that in? We're invited to descend, to, to surrender the fight, to relax our egos, to return to the ground, and God meets us there. That's what Lent's about. So it's not a place of shame, but radical honesty. Radical honesty and vulnerability where we shed our mask, we stop pretending, we open ourselves up to God's love and grace. That's Lent. You know, in in prep for our time, I I mean, I can't help but I went on a walk and I'm going to get a little emotional. Um, But just where I am, it's just been a tough place. You know, been up there. My family's felt it. I felt it. And I want to come down. I want to come down. So I hope you will too. I don't know what you bring into this night, but I hope you can connect with what is it that keeps you up there, striving and distant from yourself, from your spouse, from your friends, from your community. What, what keeps you up there? What? What will get in the, in the way in these next 40 days for you to come down and reflect? So in t- tonight, we intentionally enter in. We come down, and we do that because Christ, he didn't hover above our humanity, friends. He descended into it. He became like us. He took our flesh. He came down into the dust. And one of my favorite verses and passages is Psalm 113. It says he, just, he comes down and he puts his hands in the ash heap to lift us up. Why? To sit with princes. He gets dirty with us. He gets dirty as he lifts us up. And so, can we let go of our striving and embrace our true selves, the love, the forgiveness of Christ, the things that weigh us down? To dust you are and to dust you shall return. And we come down from these pedestals, these places where we're propped up and distant. In our passage this evening, I want you to know we're, we're entering back in the book of Mark tonight and then Sunday. And Scott will preach the full passage, but we have two parts. One, tonight's the religious leaders. Jesus has upset them. He's getting in the way of how they get power. He's getting in the way of the system they have of of getting it and keeping it that keeps God's people from intimacy with him. He's getting in the way of that. And when, when does he decide to enter in? During Passover. Passover is when he, he comes to the climax of his what he's here to do. Because what is Passover, friends? It's when the people of God, the Jewish people, remembered the Exodus. That night, you remember what they did? They killed a lamb. And they put the blood on the top of their doors. And what was the purpose? It's so the angel of death, 
This is strange stuff, especially if you're new to the faith or new to Christianity. It's, it's weird. But the angel of death moved through Egypt, and it passed over those who were covered with the blood of the Lamb. Jesus enters then. Because this strange message, this strange thing that happened then points to what he's doing now. Right? But he disrupts. He disrupts. And they, the scripture says that they resent him. They resent him and they want to kill him. Uh, Jerusalem has these narrow pathways and they're looking to, to take him in silence and kill him. That's what they want to do. And there, there's no doubt a message out that if you bring us Jesus, you get rewarded, right? And resentment is growing. You know, I, and I connected that today with my resentment. And resentment is something I often hear, often hear from many of you. It's, something, it's a place we find ourselves. And I've noticed that when I'm in that place of resentment, that's when I'm refusing to come down. I'm refusing to receive his forgiveness and offer it to allow Jesus to deal with my sin and other sins. I make them pay for it. I'm resenting that they're in the way of what I want. Where, what resentments do you bring in tonight? What, what are you holding on to? What's keeping you aloof? What's keeping you up there? What is Jesus disrupting? And now we have Judas. Judas is terrifying to me. He's one of his disciples, if you don't know. He's one of the twelve. He eats with Jesus. Have you, have you seen The Chosen? I mean, don't you love Jesus more after watching it? How could he see that and do what he did? How? He did. And so, you know, no commentary I read knows his motives. Everyone, you know, there's speculations maybe of what they were. You, you know what some would say? It's kind of funny. It's like, well, he keeps talking about he's about to die. I better get it while I can. Maybe... He just wants to get, you know, before Jesus goes, he's, at least he's going to get some money out of it, right? Maybe he's been plotting it the whole time. But regardless, he's someone very close and near to Jesus whose heart goes a different direction. Where is your heart, friends? Where's your heart as you enter this season? What's it after? What do you do when Jesus gets in your way? What, is he, what do you do when he doesn't feel useful to you? These are church people, religious leaders, and one of his followers. It's not Roman soldiers right now. It's not these, this evil enemy that's out there that we often put the horns in, and pitchfork with, right? It's, these are many of us at times. So, so could we have the smelling salts of Lent to wake us up? to what our hearts need right now. The ashes on our forehead, could they be a powerful wake-up call to me and to us that instead of climbing higher, we see the path is to know to descend lower, to remember our humanity, to, to enter the humility, to remember that we must receive from Him, that we are needy of Him, and that sin gets in the way of that intimacy with Him. It's this humbling path I love this quote from Beekner. I don't know how to say his name. Beekner. There you go. Spelled funny. But Christ's love sees us with terrible clarity. You hear that? It sees us with terrible clarity and sees us whole. 
Christ's love so wishes for our joy that it is ruthless against everything in us that diminishes our joy. Ruthless. Could Lent be about that for us? See, Lent has been an important tradition for this church. My son asked me, isn't this Catholic? Sure, the Catholic Church has done this. But this has been a ritual for us, but it's not a ritual that is here for ritual's sake. It is to shepherd us, to, for us to walk with God, to move closer into those spaces where healing can happen. And I know many of your stories and where you are right now. We need to come down. We need space for that healing. This is a place to do that. So how do we do this? I'm, in, I'm moving towards closing. The journey, yes, it requires reflection. Reflection and self-examination, confronting our flaws, seeing our sin and what Jesus had to do to deal with it, to, to eradicate that which gets in the way of our joy. It's creating space for that healing. And it's, it's, not, it's moving away from sin management. These, these things that we have that manages, that gets us by, and gets us through a little longer. And, and if you don't know, it's many give up something for Lent. And I just want to challenge you there that, that we don't give up to punish ourselves. He's not saying, hey, sinner, give up something and sacrifice for a while. Show me how faithful you are. That's not the tone of giving up. What is it then? Why do we give things up? We give up because every time we then want that thing, we are reminded to reflect, to come down. It's a reminder to remember. I made that, I made that up. It's a reminder to remember. And in that place, every time, it pesters us. I want to go on. Oh, no, can't do that. That app's not on my phone anymore. I can't eat that. Whatever it is, it pesters us. Reminding us, you know, you need this. Come down. Release to him. Enter that path again. Allow him to love you right now. It's not your achievement. It's not your sin. It's not your obedience. It's not how faithful you are. It's his faithfulness. It's his love. That's why we give up. And in the giving up, we shed our burdens. We embrace humility and we open ourselves up for transformation. His transformative power, the the intimacy of connection. Right? So... Brothers, sisters, friends, come down. Come down with me. Come down from your striving, your fears. Take off your mask. Come down to the ground where God meets you, where you're already loved and fully accepted, where you have it all. Come down. Come down and you'll find rest, renewal, and ultimately the joy of rising again in Christ. Let's pray. Oh, Jesus. Thank you for coming down. Thank you that our sin is not powerful enough to keep you away. But instead it instigates, it provokes you to enter in and to to become like us and to remove all that would get in the way of the joy you long for us. Thank you, Jesus, for your goodness. Thank you for your humility. Thank you for entering in. And not allowing us to stay where we are. And so could we all, Lord, Holy Spirit, would you reveal what we need to confess, to see, to 
things that keep us striving and distant from ourselves and each other. And Jesus, would you help us submit to your way of dealing with our sin? Would you help us learn forgiveness and reconciliation in this season with spouses, with friends, with family, and especially in this body? And most of all, Jesus, in this season, would you, would you give us an appetite for you? Would, could we long for you again and know your, your intimacy and your nearness? Jesus, continue to meet with us as we worship in your name. Amen.